This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. What up, guys? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. This is going to be a short little intro. Um, If you're new to the podcast, what's up? My name is Gab. I'm a yoga teacher. On this podcast, we talk about all types of things like yoga, biohacking, healing, mental health, CBD, depression, anxiety, travel, psychedelics, drugs, addiction, you fucking name it, we fucking talk about it. I've been saying fuck a lot today, so I guess I'm going to chill out now, but I probably say it a lot in this episode too. So in this episode, I talk about downgrading our lives in order to make an up-leveling, in order to transcend into a next layer of success. And that might sound a little wooey to you, but basically what I'm saying is that when we make more money, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, whatever, when we make more money, we have this like urge to spend more money and to have a more lavish lifestyle. And this episode is trying to dissect that and... I've just been thinking a lot about how empowering it is to downgrade and minimize our life and 
just like go back to basics and simplify and see what we really need see what we actually is more of a want rather than a need and when we can downgrade we can actually make space energetic space physical space and space for opportunities and more money to come in so that's what this episode's about i talk about my new living situation my scenario that i was in the past two weeks and how it's transcended me into this new wave of thinking and my new perspective of downgrading and how it's not so bad to downgrade it's actually a blessing in disguise and it can make us feel more independent and just more on top of our shit if we're trying to save money i talk about loans and how i got arrested when i was 21 years old and how that is still on my record apparently so i talk a little bit about that and just a various variety of things a various variety wow a myriad of things i should really just like learn new words Anyways, it's been a really crazy two days. I feel like I'm delusional at this point, haven't slept, and I recorded my first episode in my new room in my house, so I figured, you know, let's do it. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you leave me a review, um, just like screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram so that you can connect with me, and I'm going to have some CBD giveaways more coming in the next weeks and the more ratings and the more reviews that a new podcast receives it it makes it a lot easier for that podcast to kind of rise to the surface so that's why you hear me ask you guys a lot to rate and review because without those then my podcast kind of just like sits underneath the surface and not a lot of people will like see it so when you go into itunes you just search obviously the vibe within give it a star review five star four star whatever the fuck you feel like and then you write a review and yeah tag me on instagram send me dms connect with me and i want to hear your thoughts about whatever you're going through in your life i'm here for you i know that you know january and february are intense months So just roll with it, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Share it with a friend, family member, whoever the fuck you think would enjoy it, and we'll get right into it. So as some of you may know, if you follow me on Instagram, which I think most of you do, I went through the whole moving process, and it was just a lot. I was living in my house for three years, Um, a lot of memories, a lot of of trauma, a lot of good times also in that house, and um, I didn't find a place right away to move into, so I was kind of like in transition for a couple of weeks, and I don't want to say I was couch surfing because I wasn't couch surfing, Um, but I was staying um, at a friend's house um this this woman who offered her front room to me um and it was I'm very grateful that I was in there and just recently I found a place so that's where I'm recording now I'm I'm in my new room in the new place that I'm at um and, and I wanted to record an episode about this whole transition about how stressful moving can be but not just about moving I want to talk more about downgrading 
our lifestyle. And when we when we say the word downgrade, it's like a bummer word, right? Because we're all we're all about upgrades and iPhones and upgrading this and uh, upgrading this, you know, app and every everything's upgrading so fast. But I'm not talking about electronics. I'm talking about downgrading our lifestyle so that we can simplify and take some pressure off and lift some heaviness and junk that we don't need. And I'm, I'm not just talking about material things. Of course, it's always nice to let go of things we don't need, like clothes and furniture and this and that. I talk a lot about this in the podcast previously. But this is all about minimizing and simplifying our lifestyle because that that in itself can actually be the upgrade that we needed to up level and transcend to the next layer of success. Now I'm going to say this again. Downgrading our lifestyle. So that means, you know, what we spend our money on, the things that we buy, the the, the health foods that we buy, the the wooey things that we partake in, the bougie things. Um, not there's, that there's anything wrong with that, but just listen. When we can downgrade and simplify our lifestyle, that can actually be the upgrade that we needed to up-level and transcend to the next layer of success. So... I challenge you to write down on, you know, in your journal or whatever, just a blank sheet of paper, things that like you definitely need. You know, if you're looking to simplify your life and you feel like your finances are all out of whack and like you just feel like you're kind of between a rock and a hard place like I am right now, um, this is what I'm doing. I'm writing down all the things that I absolutely fucking need, like 100%, I can't not have this. Um, And then right on another list, things that would be nice to have, but I don't necessarily need. So in that list, for me, it's like certain types of elixir powders or like some, you know, wooey like health food stuff that I buy and supplements and stuff like that. Like, of course... I love indulging in that stuff and buying all my things off Amazon and buying all my vegan powders and my witch brews and mixes and all all this shit. But if I can downgrade and just like simplify to like three or four products that I can't live without instead of having like a, like a kitchen full of them, then that's going to help me feel a little bit less cluttered. And the reason why I'm doing this is because the place that I moved into is not, you know, perfect. It's not the ideal place that I'd like like to live in forever. It's definitely temporary, but I was rushed. I was really rushed, and although I'm very grateful that I have a room to rent, I felt super rushed into it, and I was desperate, honestly. Um, and now that I'm I'm in my new place, I'm realizing all the things that I took for granted and I truly didn't really appreciate in my old house. Um, 
So for example, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm writing down lists of things that I could, I could do without for a few months, you know. Um, I, can, I can downgrade some things because it's going to create space in my life. For example, my kitchen in, in this new house. So I'm basically renting a room in um, a re- renovated house in Little Havana in Miami. And the house is really nice on the outside, but on the inside, they didn't really think it through, I want to say. Like, if you've ever watched Arrested Development, it kind of feels like I'm living in a model home. <laughs> like, my room has no closet no shelving, no, there's no storage in the house, there's no closets. The kitchen is, you know, there's, it's new appliances, like there's a new fridge and like a new oven, but there's only one counter, there's no drawers for like silverware, like where, where there would be a drawer, it's nothing, you can't pull it out, and there's just like two cabinets and that's it. Mind you, this house is a six-bedroom house. So there's two bedrooms on the bottom floor. I live on the bottom floor, and I'm just going to have to share a bathroom with one other person. And the top floor has four bedrooms. There's no common areas. There's no living room, dining room. It's just bedrooms, a hallway, a kitchen, and that's it. So there's the upstairs, the downstairs, kitchens downstairs. I like my room because it's it's right by the kitchen and right right by the bathroom, so it's kind of like I have my own little corner of the house. And right now, I'm actually the only person in the house because the property manager is in the process of finding people to rent each room. So I kind of have the whole house to myself, which is awesome. Uh, very grateful for that. But when they were redoing this house, I don't think they really thought it through as to okay there's six people that are going to be in the house right at at any given time there's going to be maybe six people renting renting rooms the kitchen barely fits my things in there and there's nowhere to put anything so when I moved in I instantly felt this like anxiety of like oh my god where do I put all my things because right now in my room I don't have anything to hang my clothes up so I'm literally living out of boxes and hampers and my suitcases, which is fine. Like, I've done that before. I'm I'm used to that. I like having my clothes organized, but right now that's not going to happen. Um, so this is why I'm, I'm realizing that less is more. And the things that I took for granted in my old house, like my huge closet and Um, shelving space like I had so much space to put things and so many cupboards and like our kitchen was fucking huge so now I'm just sitting here and, and realizing all the things I took for granted and just the little things that we don't realize that are so nice like having a closet having somewhere to to hang your clothes um one thing I will say is that my cat is a lot happier now I don't know if you guys have ever moved with your pets, but they definitely feel it. Um, I was basically living in a small, tiny room that was, like, packed with a shit ton of furniture before this for, like, two weeks. That was, like, my transition room in my friend's house. And she had a dog, so I couldn't really let the cat roam around the house. So me and the cat were kind of, like, 
just living on top of each other in this tiny little room the litter box was in there his food and water was in there like I felt very very bad for him and I could tell that he was like feeling anxious because he likes to run around and he likes to follow me from room to room he's like my emotional support animal so the fact that he was locked into this room and he didn't know why I kept leaving and coming back um but now he's relaxed he's laying on my bed staring into space and he just looked at me because he knows that I'm talking about him but we don't realize how receptive our pets are and like I can't even imagine moving and having kids like this this all kind of like washed through my head these past few weeks because like it took me back to when my mom like was a single mom me and when me and my sister were growing up and she got vacated out of our house like she had to file bankruptcy and like all this shit and I just I couldn't imagine trying to find like a new house to live in or a new apartment to rent having kids like it's enough just having a cat because I wasn't even like worried about me I was like really sad and worried about my cat because I didn't want him to feel like traumatized from from being trapped in that little room and and you know animals are smart but he's he's getting through it he's good so um so basically yeah I'm downgrading my life in order to make space so that I can save money um make a new way of like creative creative flow and like income and I'm able to put my mind and my energy on like new projects um so basically in my old house every bill was in my name I was in charge of the house and it was just so much extra stress that I did not need anymore and that's what I mean when I say downgrade um this house is you know it'll it's fine it's fine for now my rent is cheaper my electric is included I don't have to worry about you know getting water and electric and gas and all these bills and shit like it's very stressful when you have to do that so downgrading is going to open up a new like layer of my life because instead of me wasting my energy and my thoughts on all these bills you know up up keeping a house and all this shit all I have to do is just worry about my room my bathroom my cat that's it so that's where I'm at right now and even though it kind of feels like I'm in a model home you know and it makes no sense on the inside it looks good on the outside it's it's weird I still have so much gratitude that I'm here, I have my space, I have my cat, my bed, my clothes, you know, I have my health. My mom helped me so much with this transition too, like shout out to all the moms who just like still help their kids who are in their 20s, like that's what's up. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share with you guys all the positives that can come through really hectic and chaotic transitions and in order for us to up level and get past 
maybe a pattern or a cycle that we feel like we were trapped in, aka, you know, living in a place that we're comfortable in, but not it's not necessarily serving us purpose, like my old house with all the bills and all the drama and all the chaos and all that. So in order for me to make space in my life for more opportunity, I needed to rip the band-aid off and downgrade and find a place that's smaller and cheaper rent and that's fine. I think that as a society, we get very wrapped up into better job, making more money. Okay, well that means that I, I can afford this apartment and that means that I can afford to get this car now and I don't need this crap car, I can get this and I don't I I don't need to shop here, I can shop there. I can only shop at Whole Foods or I don't have to shop at that grocery store anymore it's fucking weird like the more money that we make the more money that we're gonna spend because we feel like we have to transcend to like a higher society lifestyle when it comes to cash and like that's not true because when we're in our 20s or even our early 30s we're still in like money saving mode and we're still getting our life on track and like maybe you're in debt maybe you have credit card debt maybe you have school loans like me um fuck man like I have I have a shit ton of school loans and they're they're not doing me any good like my credit score is really really horrible doesn't matter how much money I have in my savings account or my checking account those loans are making me look really bad on paper and even though I'm a yoga teacher and now I'm finally saving money and I'm finally getting more savvy with the way that I'm living my life I mean thank god I'm in my late 20s now and like it's about time right but that doesn't even matter like when when you do your credit check whoever's checking your credit they're not gonna give a fuck if they see that your credit score is like under whatever it's supposed to be like 700 or under under 600 they're gonna be like okay this person isn't reliable which is complete bullshit because the reason why I have school loans is because I went to one of the most expensive art schools in South Florida and I wouldn't take it back because I learned a lot but now I'm in this situation now that I feel like I'm, I've just dug myself in a hole and I don't know how to get myself out. I don't know how to start. I don't know how to start paying these things off because I don't really have extra money to start paying them off. I'm trying to save and I'm trying to make Uh, a nice cushion but on top of that I have my medical bills so believe me if you're in debt you're not alone like the majority of us who are like between the ages of like 25 to 35 it's either we've got medical debt we've got credit card debt or we've got loans it's one or the other and like thankfully I don't have credit card debt because well I've never been able to get a credit card so that kind of you know I guess is the bright side, but you know, I'm $80,000 in debt from my fucking school loans and like my poor dad, he works so hard and I think that he pays like monthly because he was my co-signer, but it's just so fucked up, man, because like even like my one friend who I was talking to today, she's a lawyer, she makes really good money, she went to law school obviously and she's got loans that are making her look really bad on paper even though she makes really good money and she lives in the city in in Philly, she still had to get her dad to co-sign for her apartment because of how her loans make her look on paper. 
that's fucking crazy and she's a lawyer man like she's in her early 30s it's like we're all fucked so you know we have to make moves we have to set our life up so that we can save money and not like dig ourselves in holes even more and this podcast isn't going to be all about money this is just I'm just flowing right now basically I woke up this morning and I realized like is this like the way that my life is supposed to be right now like renting a small room and feeling like I just need to save money and downgrading and I was like you know what fuck yeah it doesn't matter downgrading my lifestyle is gonna empower me it's gonna make me feel independent it's gonna be really nice to simplify and minimize the things that I need and if you guys have never watched the minimalist um, documentary on Netflix really really go watch that because it's mind-blowing and it's it's really heart-opening because his story is really really sad but like he's vulnerable and it's so true what they talk about like the minimalists I'll put it in the show notes so basically I got some news from my property manager before I got accepted to move into this house and rent the room and he was basically like you know your credit score was really low and um and you also had something on your record because he did a background check and to my surprise I was like what do you mean I have something on my record? Because the last time I was arrested was when I was like 20 years old for weed and for Xanax. Um, But it was mainly for weed because I was selling weed in art school. Not proud, but that's what I did to, to make money. And, you know, I made really good money doing it. So whatever. But basically what happened was the FDA you know, was tracking me, and they had, like, narcs fucking coming after me and wired up and trying to find out what else I was selling, and I was just selling weed. Like, literally, I was just selling weed. The only reason why I had Xanax was because I had anxiety and panic attacks, and at the time, I didn't have a prescription for it, so I would just, like, try to find a few here and there to get me through, like, my midterms or my exams or art school projects or whatever. These motherfuckers put me in jail for two days for weed when I was 21 years old. I was about to graduate from art school, like, two months later. My whole world was upside down, flipped, turned, fucked. I felt like that was it like my life was over and long story short with that is that they put me on probation for a year they had me piss in a cup every fucking week for a year I begged the judge because this was in Fort Lauderdale at the time when I when I lived in South Florida when I went to art school I begged the judge to let me move to California to like restart my life and once I was done art school I wanted to move there and like pursue my fashion career and like everything so that's that's when I moved there right out of college and she said okay that's fine but you still have to get drug tested so I said okay that's fine this is basically when I stopped smoking weed 
So I got drug tested still every week when I was living in LA when I first moved there because I had to like abide by my probation or else I would get arrested again. And then I had to see a therapist once a week and then and then it changed to like every two weeks, every four weeks, whatever. So after I was getting drug tested, I had to pay some money to get it expunged to get my, I guess it was a felony uh, or a misdemeanor, but I think it was a felony back then. Yeah. So I paid to get it expunged. It was all this paperwork and dramatic shit that I had to deal with with my mom and like my lawyer and like whatever. This was when I was 21. Okay, so fast forward to, to now. And my property manager was like, yeah, I don't really care about weed. I'm just letting you know that, like, that was still on your record. And I was like, wow, that's really shitty because I paid to get it to get it expunged. And now you're telling me that that's still on my record. So basically, on paper, I look like a drug dealing, drug taking, low credit score, in debt, art school, fucking psychotic person. You know what I mean? Like, on paper, we look completely different than we are in real life. And that's how our government is so skewed and fucked. And something as simple as wanting to move out and find a room to rent, it, it can, like, be very, very challenging for our generation, especially if we're in credit card debt and all this shit. So we really have to, like rethink and rewire the way that we're living our lives is having that brand new car for show more worth it or is having like extra money in the bank in case like you get into like a crazy scenario more important you know I just I don't know and I know that living in a city like Miami or LA or New York it's like you're surrounded by new money old money money's everywhere and you're gonna be comparing your life to other people all the time But there's a very strong, empowering feeling about living in a simplistic way, even when you're around rich motherfuckers. Like, I teach at Equinox. I teach at Exhale. These are expensive places to practice yoga. I am surrounded by lawyers, doctors, accountants, you know, you know, like, really doctors, like, that that are, like, famous, you know, people who have their lives, they're, they're, they might be millionaires. I mean, there's there's people I've met who have taken my class before. I'm not going to say at which studio, but like I've I've met billionaires who who, you know, come and take my class and it's like nothing. It's just whatever. It's crazy how my my path will like cross with theirs and I'm teaching them. I wish they could teach me how to make some money. <laughs> fuck man I wish they could give me an hour class on how to make some money but that's what gets me into this next thing so I woke up today um like thinking to myself like I need to just figure out what my next step is like okay cool I'm downgrading my rent's cheaper you know it's it sucks right now that I need to like figure out this house and and try to get it all situated but at the same time, it's a blessing in disguise because hopefully I'm going to, you know, save and like open new new levels of of opportunity. 
So basically, I listened to the Oprah Winfrey podcast with, what's her name? It's this lady who does, it's two episodes. Let me find it right now. But she basically talks all about helping females um, fix their financial situations and how to really, like, fix fix their relationship with with money um so i forget her name hold on so basically she gives you information on like your 401k and like um what what to do if you're like in your early 20s your late 20s how to save money um how to how to just get through these like really dark parts of our lives because when you're just scraping by it's really hard to like see the other side and that's what she's basically saying is like yeah in this day and age everyone everyone wants to say um that money isn't everything money's not power like happiness is power and whatever her name's Suze Orman Susie Orman there's two episodes back to back part one part two on Super Soul Sunday podcast so I'll, I'll put that in the show notes but basically she said um, the best way for 20 somethings or 30 somethings to make money is by opening a Roth IRA account and I'm doing research on this but it's basically for anyone who makes less than $130,000 a year you can like put a hundred dollars a month in this Roth IRA account, and it builds interest, and like you you build money off of that money. And I'm taking notes on it and stuff like that. Um, some of the Roth IRA account like companies that this website recommended is Vanguard, Ally, Wealthfront, and Merrill Edge. But I really recommend listening to those two podcasts because, like, the information that she was laying out was just fucking phenomenal. And I, she really, like, uplifted me because I woke up this morning feeling like absolute fucking shit. I felt like, first of all, I felt like I got hit by a fucking bus because we moved all my stuff in one day and my body was tired and I, ba- I didn't sleep at all because it was my first night sleeping in this, this house and I just woke up feeling very, like, sporadic. Like, I've just got a lot of tying loose ends to do, if that makes any sense. Like, I've got all these things that I need to accomplish. I need to plan my yoga retreat, which is which is coming. It's in the works. I'm, I'm about to spend, like, all of my savings on the deposit for the villa. And I'm in the process of building this website so that I can drop it for you guys because I know a lot of you guys are interested in the next CBD yoga retreat so once that's done then you know then that's that's I can start promoting it but one thing I will say is if you want to make money as an entrepreneur I don't it's hard to like admit this but you have to be willing to put money in without like a direct and instant gratification like especially with yoga retreats or like just opening a business of any sort 
you can't expect to like make back that money right away you have to put it in and trust and have faith that everything is going to work out and that you're going to make that money back and more that's the goal right when you're an entrepreneur so I really have to like start switching my mindset from lack to just like abundance like even though I'm going to spend all of my savings on this villa for this CBD yoga retreat, it's going to be fucking magical. And I can see how amazing it's going to be in my mind. And I just have to tell myself, like, look, I know I'm going to sell it out. I know that I'm going to sell the seven or eight spots. It's an intimate retreat. There's no way I'm not going to sell out. And you just have to, like, plant the seed in your head, the positive outcome. Because if you have any doubt then that's going to be energy that's pulling you away to like the worst the worst outcome and you don't want to think about that um especially when you're putting your money into something that you feel so passionate about and strongly about like just stay stay positive you know what I mean I know it's easier said than done but especially when you're just trying to make shit like pop off and you're putting your money in like got to keep those creative and positive juices flowing because if you start to like you know, disintegrate or fall into the ground, you're just going to keep falling, keep falling, and you're going to get super negative. So none of that. But basically, yeah, it's, it's stressful being in your 20s or your early 30s or however old you are, like everybody's pretty much in debt. So I think that the whole downgrading of lifestyle is very, very important. One thing I will be completely honest about is that right now with my podcast, I am not getting paid from any companies to put this podcast on. It's completely funded by me, and I put my own time and my own energy into it because it makes me feel good. And it's also to help you guys feel not so alone or, you know, find some comfort in a community or just feeling understood and you know when you're when you're doing something that's passionate for you and that feels right for you it shouldn't be about the money right away like especially if you're just starting out with a business or your podcast or you're you're a new yoga teacher or you know whatever you can't like dive into it and be like i want to make this much money even though i just started and that's it like it's great to have goals and it's great to know your worth like don't get me wrong you have to keep your integrity and you have to know what you're worth and working for free sucks and i don't think that you should always work for free but with that said you should be going into a creative project because you genuinely feel passionate about it and you're not just doing it for money because you know nine times out of ten with creative projects it takes time to make money it takes time for people to see what you're doing and align with it you know I have several episodes and I'm just now starting to get like more momentum with my podcast which is why I'm always asking you guys to leave ratings and reviews and sharing and whatever um but we have to just get out of our way and get out of our ego when it comes to creative endeavors because if we keep these like high standards and these high expectations about like what we think we should be doing especially with a new project, it's like that takes the fun out of it and it just makes it more stressful. If this is meant for you, like whatever 
whatever you know line of work that you're doing whatever kind of entrepreneur creative channel you're in you need to do it because it feels right so if it feels like you're doing it for alternate reasons like you just want quick money or you want attention or you're trying to fill a void like maybe you have to rethink it or rewire it you know I'm not doing this podcast to make money I I don't think that podcasting makes money unless maybe you've been doing it for like years and you have really amazing sponsors or you know you're talking to celebrities or it's it's really like maybe even even podcasts that aren't like talking to celebrities um it just really depends on the exposure that the podcast gets so when I came into it I was literally doing it as a therapeutic channel for me to speak and to let things out and to connect with you guys because I was at one of the most lonely times of my life and I still am kind of in that lonely isolated um introverted time of my life but the fact that like my students and my Instagram followers and people who take my class are listening to my podcast I feel like it actually connects me with them more and it's not just like we're hanging out in class in yoga and that's it like I'm hanging out with them at home and they're listening to my podcast when they're working out and whatever so it's more than that and of course the reason why we all do the things that we do um, in our career in our creative endeavors in our projects in our ideas is ultimately to make money to make income to get some recognition to feel good of course it's it's okay to have a little bit of ego it's okay to have ego because that's what's actually giving us momentum but at the same time we have to find balance between the reasons why we're doing the things that we're doing if it's just to feed your ego because you're you're filling a void then maybe rethink what you're doing um if you would like to donate and support my podcast I'm always accepting donations to my PayPal or my GoFundMe, and I'll put that in the show notes. But, you know, switching gears a little bit, it's just like I'm trying not to overthink my life scenario, but I can't help but ask myself, like, is this the way that the late 20s are supposed to be? Like... I can't help but feel like my lower maintenance transition of life is kind of shriveling my ego in in a way, which is great. I don't I don't want a big ego. Um, I always thought late twenties was old (laughs) when I was younger, and that I would probably have tons of money and my life would be completely together. But last night, as I was sitting on my bathroom floor trying to put together my shower curtain hanger at, like, midnight, my fucking brain was fogging and I felt lightheaded and I felt like I was just delusional and I realized that this was it and I needed to surrender. Like, who puts these standards on late 20s life? 
How much money are we supposed to make at this age? Who puts the labels and expectations on what life is supposed to be, like, molded into at this time? And, like, what what are these expectations coming from? Well, we probably know what they're coming from, which is social media, Instagram, and seeing all the success and fame of others around us. But that's not necessarily going to help us in times of transition in our lives. It's just going to beat us down, honestly. And it's healthy to have mentors and people who are inspiring you, but low-key, inspiring is a low form of like jealousy like when you see somebody who you're like oh wow they're they're very inspiring it's like no I'm kind of jealous of them and now I want to go do this because they're making me feel like shit so it's like a double-edged sword I don't know like it's good and bad to have people who you look up to on Instagram as inspiration but it's like are they inspiration or are you looking at them through your ego's eyes So, I don't know, like, I'll feel like I'm making progress and I'll be flowing through my creativity and then boom, everything is just like leveling up at once. I'm being buried in in anxiety and to-do lists and all this fucking crazy shit happens at once. I've got like some serious adulting that needs to be accomplished in order to move to the next level. Like, being overwhelmed has become kind of the norm of my life kind of since the summer when I broke my arm to be honest and that's when my Saturn return started so I feel like my Saturn return has just been full force going going and going and going and it's it's still going in the past month my phone stopped working then my phone was stolen the day after my mom left um, when she was helping me move So right when I moved into, like, this woman's house, uh, the transition house, the the little room that I was in, my phone got stolen when I was uh, grocery shopping. I think I already talked about this in my previous episode. Then I got a new phone, and my phone charger broke. Then, um, I don't know, just everything just happens at once. Like, if you haven't listened to my previous episode, When It Rains, It Pours, the one before this, go listen because, or maybe it's like a few back. I don't, I don't know when I'm posting this. My brain is foggy right now. That's another thing. I think that with brain fog, if anybody's going through brain fog, I've been listening to the Bulletproof podcast a lot with Dave Asprey, and he talks a lot about these like smart drugs that he takes like medicinal and like all these things um the new almost 30 podcast episode with dave asprey they talk about these smart drugs and they're just like brain power pills like alpha brain and like i don't know like there's i'll I'll link i'll try to link the blog post from bulletproof's blog Um, And they just talk about all these, like, natural brain pills. And I think I'm going to order some off Amazon and see how how they work. And I'll let you guys know how they work because the brain fog has been, like, really real. And I'll wake up in the morning and I'm just like, fuck, I can't move. I can't think. Like, my, not just my brain feels foggy, like, my body feels foggy. 
like I feel puffy I feel bloated I feel like my my body is hungover even though I've been eating healthy and drinking lots of water and eating vegan and not drinking alcohol obviously like I'm clean as a whistle but there's energy that can make us feel super inflammation and like crazy that's why the mind and the body are fucking connected so it's like I truly want to see if these brain power pills um work so if any of you guys have had experience with any of these smart drug pills natural supplements hit me up and let me know which ones worked for you um so basically I'm trying to stop myself from being judgmental about this living scenario but I'm also feeling a bit uneasy about how I'm gonna like live with a bunch of people that I don't know the fact that I'm like renting this room and I have a bathroom downstairs which I'm just gonna share with one girl whoever moves in here that's fine but living with five other strangers gives me like a lot of anxiety and it just makes me feel like dude am I supposed to be having five roommates when I'm in my late 20s like I just don't know if that's legitimate I don't know but then that circles me back to like okay why why are you thinking that's not legitimate because there's expectations and you think that you have to fit a mold like you think that you should have your own like apartment in a high-rise in in downtown Miami just because you're in your late 20s like age doesn't fucking matter and if if I want to up level then that means that I need to downgrade my lifestyle so these are the kinds of like clashing of my mind that's happening but I'm trying to make sense of it all and even though it gives me a lot of anxiety I'm trying to like really find gratitude for what's grounding me right now like my health my family my mom my sister my dad my friends my cat who's like literally my fucking emotional support animal like he's the cutest fucking thing ever (laughs) he's so cute he's just staring at me um i'm psychotic you already know that i'm grateful for my jobs i'm grateful for my yoga healing awareness podcasts i'm grateful that i that i started this podcast and that i have this channel to connect with you guys with um but I know that living simply is something that's going to feed my soul and nourish my soul more than ever. Less is more. Downgrading feels right to me right now in my life. There's no other way. Um, Yes, renting a small room is taking steps back, but it's actually going to open up a whole new level of potential. So if you're in the same boat and you're feeling like, you could downgrade to save money that probably means that you should because in this day and age we don't need to be wasting money like we are just you have to go listen to the the podcast that i said the oprah winfrey one um with suze orman Susie orman like you're gonna fucking love her her perspective she just puts it all out on the table and makes you realize that just because you make money doesn't mean that you have to go and spend more just because you make more like it makes no sense to do that to be honest um we have to really put into consideration how we want our life to be 
and the steps that we are taking in order to make it that way. We have to stop sabotaging our lives. We have to stop engaging in buying things that are unnecessary. And even when life goes crazy and chaotic and everything goes wrong at once, you know, try just to understand that things are going to be okay. Because, like, I know for me, sometimes I'm, like, bracing myself for something to go wrong at this point. But I have to understand that everything is going to be fine and I just have to do one thing at a time. Downgrading my lifestyle is essential to find gratitude and unplugging from these, like, quote-unquote needs and separating them from your quote-unquote wants, like the journal prompt that I was talking about in the beginning. I think this is really important. Um, You know, I'm going to start shopping at a cheaper grocery store that has really cheap produce. I'm going to stop buying like certain things like certain things that I just don't need like certain foods and certain things I'm addicted to you know I feel like I'm setting myself up so I can tra- can I can transcend in order for me to like see a new side of life cuz right now I'm feeling stuck and I'm feeling trapped and even though I'm starting to make money and save money, I'm barely scratching the surface. And I'm just like, when's it really going to pop off? You know what I mean? And in order for us to pop off whatever the success is and level of adulthood that it is, we've got to take it back to basics. You know, right now... I don't have a microwave, I don't have a blender, I don't have a coffee maker, I don't have anything that really I would like to have right now because my kitchen doesn't have any outlets in it because the stupid idiots that redid this house didn't think to put any outlets in the kitchen. So it's like, instead of me being mad about that, which I am pretty pissed, I'm just going to take that as a sign and be like, okay, I guess that means that I don't need to get a microwave or a blender and for now I'll just buy a smoothie when I'm out and I'll just buy a juice when I'm out when I'm at Whole Foods if I see juices on sale I'll buy a few and that's it less is more and this is basically a test like to test myself to see how many steps back I can just chill you know what I mean and be and be comfortable like find comfort in the discomfort I don't care what anyone says less is more and when I have less shit to worry about, I feel way more clear. So I challenge you to, you know, ask yourself where you're at right now. If you're in your mid, your late 20s, your 30s, whatever. If you're trying to change your life and make sense of where you're at right now, instead of judging yourself, just try to like make the moves. Take the steps in order to open up a new like reality and simplify, minimalize, break out of these cycles and these patterns and and downgrade because downgrading is not so bad. Um, it's in the end going to make us stronger. And, you know, like there's things that we can find bliss and contentment through that, does, that don't have to do with 
really money at all, like healing, breathing, moving, rituals, routines, connecting with people, having conversations. In a sense, it's sort of liberating and super, super empowering to downgrade because the motive of having this downgrade little spurt of life is just going to help us, you know, up, up level our life in the long run. Downgrading can be a vessel of strength. Simplifying our lives can do a lot of good. It can make us more independent and make us realize like, oh my God, I don't need that. Okay, cool. I can do without that. And then, you know, once in a while I can get that and I can spend money on this and it'll feel like a treat. So let's open up physical space, emotional room, and bring more outlets of financial streams and creative projects into our lives. The less that we have, the more full we can feel. The less that we can get by with, the better we'll feel. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the Vibe Within podcast. I genuinely appreciate just hanging out with you guys and shooting the shit and connecting with you guys through Instagram. So if you don't follow me there, my Instagram is Gypsy Love Flow. Um, do me a favor and just rate, review, and screenshot and send that shit my way because I'm having a lot of giveaways that are coming up, um, some CBD giveaways, and just some random giveaways. So the more ratings and reviews that my podcast can bring in, the easier it is that it gets more exposure, it rises. There's tons of podcasts out there, and I just want mine to be viewable by the public, and I want to help people, and I want people to feel heard and to hop on this train of just vibing and talking about real life topics in a not so like scary and precise way. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for just like chilling with me and DMing me on Instagram. Like I love just chatting with you guys and listening to what you guys are going through as well. So if you ever have questions or comments or any topics that you'd like to hear in the podcast, you can DM me on Instagram or you can email me at gabcohen at gmail.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Feel free to make a small donation to my PayPal to support this podcast or my GoFundMe, which is in the show notes as well. I hope this podcast episode helped anybody who's going through a transition or trying to get through a cycle or downgrading, quote unquote, to upgrade. The downgrade to the upgrade. Because in order to upgrade, sometimes we have to downgrade. It is what it is. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, see ya.